This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Our record to our subject is going to be found uh, in the book of Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 18 through 25. Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 18. When you're reading the Bible, you got to know the Bible is about the creation of Adam and Eve, uh, Israel, Jerusalem, the children of Israel. That is the, what the Bible is about. Old Testament is about Israel. New Testament is about the body of Christ. That's why you don't want to get that mixed up. The New Testament was given to us by the Apostle Paul. That's why we always read to you uh, Acts 26, 18, and 19. It is a heavenly vision given to the Apostle Paul. And the purpose is to open their eyes, turn them from darkness to light, turn them from the power of Satan to God that they may receive the forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among them that are sanctified by faith that's in me. So the key is you've got to understand why the word of God is given. If you don't understand that, you're going to be with the rest of the folk out there saying, look what's going on over there in the Middle East. Look what, see, that's where you're at because you never got the old covenant. All right, but it, you who are in the new covenant, hallelujah. My ministry is to those in the new covenant, amen. All right, now let's go to Genesis chapter 2 and let's show you what happened. All right, now your job is to listen, take notes, because I'm going to ask you questions. All right, one thing is, what did I just say? Praise God. Genesis chapter 2, and we want to read this. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18 through 25. When you get that, say Amen. Going to come to your camera, young man. Verse 18. And the Lord God said to the, the Lord God said, It's not good that man should be alone. I will make him a help meet for him. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field. You know that he did not say created. Because you, you in, in chapter one, you, in creation. Chapter two, you're forming what you already created. So you always, that's another note if I didn't know that. Verse 19 says, out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought him unto Adam to see what he would call him. Now Adam named all the beasts, all, all of the animals in the earth. And the Bible said in verse 20, Adam gave names of all cattle, to all the cattle of the feast. Now this is not talking about birds in the air, okay, but we had talked about that. There was not found and help meet for him. Verse 20, verse 21 said, the Lord God calls a deep sleep. Now, this is the crucifixion of Adam. It's the exact same thing I read to you in 1 Corinthians 15. Christ died, buried, and raised again from the dead. What happened in that is he justified us. He made us right with God. The soul is what Christ died on the cross to justify was his soul. That's why Christ, God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. Jesus was born of a woman, so that gave him a soul. So that's why Jesus had to die. His soul died. His soul died for our sins. So I'm going to show you in Isaiah chapter 53, somewhere around verse 10. We'll go there next. All right, here in verse number 21, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. See, that's the crucifixion. And God, while he was asleep, God took one of his ribs and clothed the flesh thereof instead. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman, and brought her unto the man. So you can see there that that was surgery that took place. That's why God talked about a new covenant, about circumcision, because that is what God was doing there. Uh, he circumcised the heart. And Adam said, this is not bones of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, capital woman, because she was taken out of capital man. So this is not a man, this is the man. This is not a woman, this is the woman. All right, therefore shall a man, a man, leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and they shall be one flesh. Now that is what we're going to get today is 
how the Lord created the woman. Why, not how. Why God created the woman. Now, let's go and show you that. Let's go back to Corinth. 1 Corinthians, then we're going to go to 2 Corinthians this time. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11 after this. Why God created the woman, not a woman, the woman. I told you this morning, the woman is the soul. The woman is Israel. So when you look at Adam and Eve, you've got to be able to see why she was in Adam. The soul was in the man. So if you can understand that, you can understand today, where is Christ? The new creation is 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verse 17. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Just put in your note. We'll explain it when we get there. So you've got to be able to see what happened. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, so where's your soul now? Right. That is not, that is not over. So that's why I'm doing this. I'm showing you, if you can get what I'm saying, you can get the word. You can understand it. My job is to bring you to understanding. You got to get the wisdom first. You got to get the knowledge. A lot of folks say, I can't understand. I know because you don't get no knowledge. You got to put the word on instead of the word. Listen to the word. Get the knowledge of the word. And then God will give you understanding of what you studied. You don't get understanding for what you don't study. <sighs> Hallelujah. All right, now I'm taking you to 1 Corinthians chapter 11 first. Your job is instead of the word. I'm not going to start off early. I'm going to go to verse, 1 Corinthians first, 11 and 3. And then I'm going to skip down to 7 uh, through 10. 1 Corinthians chapter number 10 and verse 3. It said, but I would not have you, but I would have you to know. Otherwise, see, this whole thing come out, I don't want you ignorant. That's it. That's his whole thing. I'm waiting on the word. Okay, here we go. That the, hand, that the head of every man is Christ, and that the head of the woman is the man. So you see, the woman, the man, and the head of Christ is God. All right, that's order. God, Paul said, keep this in order. In verse 7, for a man, remember this is not the man, but a man indeed ought not to cover his head, for as much as he is the image and the glory of God, but the woman is the glory of the man. All right. I'm giving you the, the woman today. I may get to the man. not, I give it next week. For the man is not of the woman. See, the man is not of the woman. But the woman is of the man. See, he's telling you how she got here. God put her in Christ is how she got here. So you ought to know by that how you got here. In the new covenant. All right, we're going to go to that 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Remember, we're going to go there after a while. Neither was the man created for the woman. So Christ was not created for us. We were created for him. But the woman for the man. So you've got to understand, this is why you've got to understand, when you do stuff, I talked to you last week, and I told you, grieve not the Holy Spirit. The week before that, I told you, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit. So you've got to understand, why did God come live in you? And then there are things you do in your life, you grieve his spirit. And you keep saying, well, I know I'm going to get over it. When? You, you got to understand something. You got the Holy Spirit in you. You have the power of God in you. The creator himself lives in you. And you're still saying, oh, I quit when I get ready. Yeah, okay. Then the Bible said, neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. Now, my question is, why God created the woman? All right, I told you to put down your note. Number one, Eve. Number two, Israel. Number three, the soul. So Israel, when you go back and study Israel, you are studying Christ and the church. How do I know that? Let's show you that in Ephesians chapter 5. So that's why we study Paul ministry, because Paul ministry is the revelation of the old covenant. So if you don't know Paul ministry, you don't know the revelation of the new covenant. That's why people still saying you got to look at what's going on over there. They're God's time clock. Ain't no time clock, new covenant. You're not even in time. You're in a dispensation of grace. Dispensation of grace means you in the spirit. You don't have time in the old covenant. That's why folks say, well, in the last day, you can't have last days in grace. Grace is spirit. There is no ending. You have eternal life in grace. 
You don't have seven and out. That's old covenant. All right. Neither do you have 120. That's old covenant. Because I was, man, I want that 120. I told the Lord, I want that 120. He said, look, won't you want eternal life? I thought you want eternal life. I said, I, I changed it. I want to, I want to, I want to live eternally. As a matter of fact, I know I will. You know why I can say that? Because if you are a son, I told you this morning, if you're a son of God, you're led by the Spirit. If you're a son of God, you're not under the law. Okay, remember those two things. All right, I gave you Ephesians chapter 5. All right, uh, watch what he said about this. I'm going to give you the same thing. Let's go down to verse 23. Watch what he says in verse 23 and 24. Because you got to understand who the church is. The church is the body of Christ. All right. For the husband is the head of the wife. Even as Christ is the head of the church. You see, he's still talking about the head of, that's what I read to you in Genesis. The head of the man, the head of the woman is the man. Well, the woman is the church. So you have to understand that. Now, uh, and then it says, and the saver or savior of the body. Also, therefore, as the church is subject to Christ. See, that's why you, you're supposed to be submissive to him. It's, it's your will. It's your will, soul man. It's your will to be subject to him. It is your mind to be subject to him. It's your heart. All this makes up the soul. It's your heart to be subject to him. See, until then, you're not going to operate. See, that's why the Bible said the desires of the heart. He can't give you the desires when they're evil. You, you got you to understand that. that. God don't mind by giving you what you desire, but it's got to be good. All right. All right. Now, that's 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Now, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, and then we're going to get in our message today. I got a couple of things. I'm getting ready to come to them. Let you know ahead of time so you can have them ready. I'm going to 2 Corinthians first, chapter 11. And then I want to I go to what Paul's desire is. And verse number 3. We read it this morning. Uh, verse number 3. 2 Corinthians 11 and 3. Watch what he says. But I fear. This what Paul whole heart. He said, I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve. Just think about it. He take you all the way back to the garden. Why? Because that's who Israel is. That's who the church is. That's what she started in the garden, Eve. And the servant begot Eve, watch this, through subtility. So your minds, see, that's why in this teaching, I'm going to show you all the mind. Why the Bible said, let this mind be in you, which also in Christ Jesus. When you have the mind of Christ, remember I talked to you about the service before? You have the mind of Christ. You have to know I am born of the Spirit. If I am, I got the mind of Christ. If I got the mind of Christ, then I, my mind has been renewed. Then I don't have to say, let this mind. This mind is in me. That same mind that's in Christ Jesus. Why? Because the mind is the soul. You got to understand, your mind is saved now. Your soul is saved now. If you in Christ, in Christ in you. That's what Christ come inside of you is to save your soul. So you have to understand that, all right? Eve's soul was not saved because she ate the wrong tree. Remember, Eve ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. What happened? Her soul was not saved. Now her soul had sin in it. And Ezekiel chapter 18 says, the soul that sinneth shall surely die. So somebody can find me that verse, Ezekiel 18. All right, I think it's verse 4, but I'm not sure. Okay, it says, uh, but watch what Paul said. I feel, lest by any means, after the serpent begot Eve through his subtility, so your mind should be corrupted. So you got to understand something. Your mind is corrupted from the simplicity that's in Christ. Christ already is in your mind, so the enemy comes to corrupt that to cause you to believe something else. I'm going to read that out of the... Uh, Christian Standard Bible, just a moment, just that one verse. I'm going to read this. I said I'm going to do this morning, I forgot. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, I'm going to read this, verse 3 and 4, out of the NLT, next. 1 through 4, I just do it that way. Verse 4 says, out of the, out of the King James, if he, 
that cometh. Now, you don't want to read Acts chapter 20, verse 28 through 30 for that if he that cometh, because Paul says to the church at Ephesus, they're going to come others to lead astray. They're going to come others. This is who he's talking about right here. They're going to preach another Jesus whom we have not preached. So you got to understand, there's a Jesus in the flesh and there's a Jesus in the spirit. So you got to understand some Christ, we preach Christ crucified, Paul said. I preach Christ crucified, see? Paul, Peter, James, and John preached Jesus Christ alive. That's why when you read John, 1 John chapter 1, he said, we touched him, we filled him. We, we, that's Jesus in the flesh. So you're not preaching Jesus in the flesh in a new covenant. You're preaching Christ Jesus risen from the dead. See, he's spirit now. He's the Holy Ghost now. See, some people can't get that. When you go back and read John 14, 15, and 16, Jesus told us when somebody can find me that. I won't mess over it. It's going to say, we will come. When he, the spirit of truth, has come. Then he's going to tell you we will come. Because Jesus is the Holy Ghost. When he's not in the flesh, when he was with them, he could touch fear, but he was still Christ. All right. He's still God in the flesh, but now he's not in the flesh, but he's still God. And he's still omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient. He still is. He was then. All right. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 11. He preached another Jesus. Or if you receive another spirit, because if, if somebody's preaching another Jesus, you're going to get another spirit. And that's what's happening to people which you have not received, or another gospel, which you have not accepted, or you might bear with them. Now, I want to go read that same thing uh, out of the uh, Christian Standard Bible. I've been praying for you since 3 o'clock this morning. Man, I got to church so early this morning. I got to walk around and ask why Lewis wasn't here. Anyway, it was early. I've been around Raph. Raph, the only man get to work at 4 o'clock in the morning. Praise the Lord. I won't leave Derek out. He's probably in that same man. All right. Now watch this. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Watch what the word says. Amen. You got a business. You have to get out there. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. All right. Now in verse, we're reading out of the Christian Standard Bible. They're already there. Waiting on me. Verse 1. I wish you would put up with a little foolishness from me, he says. Yea, do not put up with me. I mean, yes, do put up with me. <laughs> I'm getting ready to tell you something going to blow your mind. To you, it's going to be foolishness, Paul says. He said, for I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy, because I have promised you, watch what he says, in marriage to one husband. I want to know this. Do you think it has happened yet? That's where I met with the church. He, Paul says, I'm the one who was promised you in marriage to Christ. And I'm like, Is it, has it happened yet? Because people are going to tell you, well, it ain't come the last day in the last. See, you, you don't want to accept that it's already happened. You know, you know what makes people ignorant? They got the book on it. The book of Revelation is a whole book on what happened to Israel and they found in marrying Christ. And the last chapter told them, I saw the land's wife. You know, we know what well, that ain't happened yet. You let somebody deceive you. It's right in the Bible. And you can't add or take away from the Bible. It's like, well, when is it supposed to happen, bro? Well, you said it's going to happen in 1988. Why it didn't happen? You said it's going to happen at Y2K. It didn't happen. See, you see people like, they don't know, just like they tell you right now. Well, you see right now what's going on over there? And the United States coming over there with that? And Russia, they going over there? I'm telling you right now, you about to watch it. It's been the last day, y'all. See, them folks, you need to stay away from them. I'm telling you, they Latter-day Saints. They don't know they are. You might well go over there with a lot of these saints. Y'all, y'all preach the same thing. All right. But I'm telling you right now, so if you get the seed, I told you. All right. But I fear, Paul says, this was his fear. No, let me read verse 2. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy because I have promised you in marriage to one husband, Christ. Hmm. When has he met his bride? Mm. Well, I got that in the Bible that he did. Then I got people saying, well, he hasn't come yet. Oh, okay. Who do I believe, you or Christ? 
you are Paul. But I fear that as the serpent deceived Eve, that's what happened to people. By his cunning, cunning, your mind may be seduced from a sincere and a pure devotion to Christ. That's what it is. The enemy seduce your mind. So you'll say, well, uh, uh, he didn't come. Look at verse 4. If, if a person come and preach another Jesus, this is what Paul told you, whom we did not preach, or you receive a different spirit which you had not received, or a different gospel, and that's a key right there, a different gospel, which you have not accepted, you put up, you put up with it splendidly. I mean, you go for it, hook and sink. I mean, there you go. Also, I got to tell you, the last day, there you go. And your pastor keep telling you that's in your past. Amen. You know, my, my, you know what I look at? Uh, let me move on. Let me get on my message, Reverend. I'm talking about the woman. I'm headed to the man. You're going to get your time too. All right. But I want to show you what happened to the woman, if you ever understand that. I gave you Matthew 26, 10 this morning. I gave you John chapter 2. Uh, verse 1 through 4, let's go to John 8, 10, and 11. It's always the woman. John chapter 8, 10, and 11. See, when God was talking about the woman, there are certain things Jesus did to let them know that was Israel. Just for example, for example, if when he had a, a woman and she was bent over in her back, and he said, Shall not this daughter of Abraham... What are you talking about? Israel. Because that's where they were. They were still bent over their back and as a servant, slave. That's why he came to loose them from that. But they didn't even know what he came to do. Everything Jesus did, even to raise the dead, he came to raise Israel from the dead. But they didn't know it. That's why he showed them one man, Lazarus, come forth. And they said, Lord, for them I said this. Write your Bible. For Israel I said this. So they'll believe that I'm the Christ come to raise him from the dead. Still they don't believe. John chapter 8, verse 10. When Jesus had, fin had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said to her, woman, where are your accusers? Has any man condemned you yet? Has any man condemned you? Who is he talking to? He's talking to Israel. And they don't even know. But he's using a woman for an example. See, that's why the new covenant, Paul told you, let no man condemn you. There's no condemnation of them in Christ. All right? She said, no man, Lord. Watch what the Lord says. Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. That was her under that old covenant. All right? I want to show you, I want to show you what happened. Let's go do one more first before I go there. Let's go to John 19, 26. See, this is one that you, you, you ought to get this one. Here, here it is, the woman at the cross. John chapter 19 and verse 26. We're going to see the woman at the cross. When Jesus therefore saw his mother. Remember I gave you that in John chapter 2, 1 through 4. The woman says, the woman says we have nothing to drink. He said, woman, what have I to do with thee? My time is not yet. He's talking to his mother. So you have to understand that's who E was. See, E was, if you ever get this, the father's wife. Jesus was the father's son. He was the child of the Holy Ghost. But you got to be able to see it spiritually. That's why you are children of God, sons. If you're sons, you got to have a mama. Who is your mother? Find it for me, Sister Crump. I want you to go to Galatians chapter 4 and show that your mother is Grace. It's Sarah. See, that's, that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to get you to learn the Bible. Not, not a hoop and a holly and a yay and a hey man. Huh? You ain't got nothing. So you got, you got to know. Find that for me. Your mother's great. I think verse, start verse 21, Galatians 4, 21. All right, here we go. We continue to read. I won't read no more of that. I'm, I got to get to my message. All right. 
let's go to Romans chapter 7, verse 1. Now, I'm going to, I still haven't done no Christian study in the Bible yet. Because I don't have time. All right. Now, y'all got my scripture. I'm going to the next, right? Romans chapter 7. Verse 1. Romans chapter 7, verse 1. King James. We're going to stay right there. Now, watch what it says. Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law. He's talking to Israel. Paul talking to Israel because he had espoused them to one husband, Christ. So Christ came and delivered them from the law of sin and death. See? For I know, brethren, that I speak to them that know the law. How that the law had dominion over a man as long as he lived. I don't know why people want to be up on the law. For the woman which hath an husband... Who is he talking to? Israel, the church. Her old husband is Adam. Well, Adam is dead. So now God gave her a new husband. That's Christ. Watch this. For the woman which has a husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if her husband be dead, yeah, he died, Adam died. That's why before... Israel could go over into the promised land. You read Joshua chapter 1 for this. Joshua, God told Joshua, rise, go into the promised land. Why? Because Moses is dead. You may look and say, well, what's that? Well, the law. Moses was the law. The law is dead. Now you can arise and then go over into the land. See, you can't, you can't go nowhere when you're under the law. When you're under the law, you're not going nowhere. All right. But he said, the woman, verse 2, the woman which has a husband is bound by the law of her husband so long as he lives. But if her husband be dead, she is loose from the law of her husband. That's what her husband gave her, Adam. The law came through Adam. Christ came and set her free from that law. And verse 3 says, so then if while her husband lives, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. That's why Israel always calls an adulteress. Why? Because her husband, if her, but if her husband be dead, she is free from that law. That's why today you got some churches will tell you, you can't do this in the church because you had a husband who died. That's why she ought to be able to do it. If your husband be dead, you are free to marry any. That's what Paul told us, to be married to anyone as long as in the Lord. See, you, what he's saying is don't go get married again to somebody that's not in Christ when you're in Christ. See, when the husband died, you're free to be married. So you can't let nobody condemn you. Your husband dead. You ought to be like, uh, <clears throat> you don't have to walk around like with no shame. Like you cheat on your husband. Your husband dead. You are a free woman. Will somebody clap their hands on that? Just don't go marry another dead man. That means he's not saved. All right. So then, if while your husband lives, you be married to another man, you are called an adulteress. But if your husband is dead, you are free from that law so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. You can go get married to another man. You're free. Don't make how old you are. See, you got, you got women who up in age, they won't get married no more because they're trying to be faithful to a dead man. That man gone. You can get married 80 years old. If you can find a... <laughs> you can, if you can find a man that ready, that qualifies. Now, I'm trying to tell you, but see, people still want to be in bondage. You got people who will not get married and they want to get married. But see, they holler about, well, I'm up in age now. So what? You still a woman, that man is still a man. Look at him back there. He can't sit down. I won't, I won't. He hold his head down. I won't bother him today. I won't bother him today. Now look at verse four and I'm done. Wherefore, my brethren, here it is, you are become dead to the law, watch this, by the body of Christ. See, once Christ raised from the dead, he made you free from the law. 
you're, you're dead, that you should be married to another, watch this, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit to God. So now you, 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 you're married to Christ or you're one in Christ, so you're supposed to bring fruit to him now. And I'm talking about the fruit of the Spirit now. But you're supposed to do that like you brought fruit, physical fruit, when you married Adam. All right, let's move on. Now, let's, let's look on. I got, I got to get to this. Let's go to, I did Second Corinthians already, Galatians already. I want to I wanna show you what, what a woman ended up at. Lord, help me to do it. Uh, let's go to Revelation. Uh, Chapter 12. We're going to look at from verse 1 through 6. Write these down for me, please. Revelation chapter 12. I know you got some notes already. Put this under that. Revelation chapter 12, 1 through 6. Daniel chapter 8, 9 through 14. 1 Timothy chapter 2. 11 through 15. Now, let's start out with what you already got for me. All right, I gave you a lot of stuff earlier. What is the first one? It's Revelation 12. I don't have enough with Revelation 12. Okay. Just give me one person with you. One person. Just be loud, just be crisp. Galatians 4, 26, thank you. All right, I know I gave you something for Revelation. I just gave you Revelation. Galatians chapter 4. Remember, you got a note. You got note on a note, on a note, on a note, on a note, on a note. When you start for me, start at the top, come down. Galatians chapter 4. Remember, those my notes, not your notes. All right, Galatians chapter 4. And I told you who your mother is. That's what, that's what this is about, right? All right, Galatians chapter 4, verse 26. Now, I want you to get there and mark in your Bible. So you'll never have to be worried about who your mother is. Already get yourself together over there, girl. All right, let's go back to verse 21. Mark in your Bible next time so... So we can get it done. Verse 21, tell me, you that desire to be under the law, do you not hear the law? For it is written, Abraham had two sons, the, the one by a bondmaid, the other by a free woman. But he that was of the bondwoman was born after the flesh. So your mother is not born after the flesh. All right? But he that of the free woman is by promise. So your mother is a free woman. She was born after the spirit. Which things also in an allegory, for these are the two covenants, the one from Mount Sinai, which is genital bondage, which is Agar. See, Abraham had two wives, two sons. For the Agar is that Mount Sinai in Arabia in answer to Jerusalem, watch this, which now is, that's the Jerusalem over there right now, now is, and is in bondage with her children. But Jerusalem, which is above, which is the mother of us all. Please mark that in your Bible. You know who your mother is. Remember, you are a child of God. You are a child of grace. Let me go to, let me go to the, uh, let's go read it out of the Christian Standard Bible. Galatians 4, 26, just one verse. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 26. See, this is awesome. That's why you got to know God's your father, but you got to know who your mother is. Then we're going to go and show you Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. Now you got all them notes. Okay, Galatians chapter 4. All right, what, what if I first I want 26, right? Galatians chapter 4 and verse number 26. All right, I'm going to start reading verse 25. I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible back there, okay? Verse 25. Now, Hagar represents Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to the present Jerusalem, for she is in slavery with her children. But 
the Jerusalem, which is above, is free. I mean, aren't you free? Exactly. Some of y'all can't say it. Watch this. And she is our mother. For it is written, rejoice, childless women, un unable to give birth, burst into song and shout, you who are not in labor, for the children of the desolate woman will be many more numerous than of the woman who has a husband. See, this woman took her husband, but Sarah and it were more children. Now you two brothers and sisters are like Isaac. And uh, see, Isaac represents Christ. You are children of the promise. But just as then the children born as the result of the flesh persecuted, the one born as the result of the spirit. You was born of the spirit. So also now. But what does the scripture say? Drive out the slave woman and her children. You are not, you can't have heritage with that. See, I know we still want to be inheriting with unsaved folk, but you can. You're born of the spirit. That's why when you get married, you, born, you marry somebody who's born of the spirit. Or you don't, you marry somebody who's a slave. And they can't do nothing for you. You're not going to ever go nowhere. You're like, why you can't come out? I can't come out. I can't go nowhere. My husband's a slave. You married him. All right, let's move on. I'm just trying to help. Now, come on, give me those things. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. There we go. So you got to understand something. We're going to walk right down through all of them. Get the next one ready, Sandra. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. King James. You're going to go to the camp. You enjoying the word? Therefore, now this is what happened in New Covenant. You got to understand what happened in New Covenant. The first woman, the soul, remember the woman is Israel, Eve, the soul, all is the same word. Died. Sin. See that sin and death? That was, in the first, that was in the first woman. And she also was born in Adam. Created in Adam. You are created in Christ. But you don't have sin, you have righteousness. You don't have death, you have life. All right. That's why you got to be able to compare the two women. Because that's the old soul and a new soul. All right. Now, what happened with the old soul was, which you have a soul in you and you have a spirit. So you have to understand, you are not led by your soul, by your own mind. You're led by the Holy Spirit in you. And this is what happens to so many people. They wait and do what they're going to do and then tell the Lord about it later. People come out and tell the Lord, I ain't going to second service. Now tell me what soul that is. And some of y'all can't say that because probably, you, you know, you may be you, but... 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be where? In Christ. That's your soul. Your soul's a new creature. So you got to be able to compare how did Adam fall from grace because of his soul, his woman. Your soul can bring you down. Your own mind, your own will. See, that's why your soul had to be saved. There's not power until the soul and the spirit are unity. You cannot operate in power until your soul and your spirit is one. Let me show you what Paul said. First Corinthians chapter 2 while we're in calling. I'm coming to the next one. Be ready for me. First Corinthians chapter 2. That's why you got to understand when I, when I do a wedding, you know what I'm doing? I'm not marrying your soul. I'm marrying your flesh. They two shall be one flesh. You're going to have to get the soul. That's your woman. Mm. That's why when you say, I'm going to do this, your woman said, no, we ain't. You're going to have to get that straight. All right. First Corinthians, what I told you, chapter one. Chapter two, the last verse. First Corinthians, chapter two. And the last two verses. The last two verses. See, I am spiritual minded. That sounds so bored. Let, come on, let's put a little pep to it, right? Say, I am spiritual minded. That is, I'm so proud of y'all. First Corinthians chapter two. But he that is spiritual, he's talking about spiritual minded. 
So let's go back to verse 12. Let's start back there. Go back to verse 12. Let's read that. Let's show you why God gave you the Holy Ghost to your soul. Where's the Holy Ghost? In your soul. Why did he do that? To make your soul spiritual minded. So don't stop using that old mind. Verse 12. Here we go. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but we received the spirit which is of God. Why? That we may know the things that are freely given to us of God. Who is he talking to? Talking to your soul. God gave your soul the Holy Spirit so you can know the things freely given to your God. So you got to think. Why you don't know the things freely given to your God? Maybe you don't have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost tells you. He'll talk to you. Tell you what to. He'll give you scripture. He'll give you things to meditate on. But you got to have the Holy Spirit. You can't be fooling yourself. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit, just shut it all down sometimes and say, Lord, are you in here or what? Because if you're not in here, I need you to come in here now. Don't let me fool myself and go to hell thinking you living in me. All right. Now watch this. Verse 13. So God gave you the Holy Ghost that you could know the things that are freely given to you of God. Which things also we speak, Paul says, talking about the word, not in the word which man wisdom teaches, but what the Holy Ghost teaches comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. So the Holy Ghost will teach you if you let him come in. He's not going to teach you out here. He got to come in. But the Natural man, that means you don't have the Holy Spirit. You got a natural mind. The word man means mind, remember? The word mind means soul. The word woman means soul. The word woman means mind. All right, but the natural mind receiveth not the things of the Spirit. He said man, but he's talking about the mind. You got a natural mind, you're not going to see the things of the Spirit. You won't receive it because you got a natural mind, but you'll go in here and talk about Somebody said, that's what they told me while I was in school. That's, why, that's one of the reasons why I left seminary. Because they say, you got to find, that's a quote net from Socrates. I said, quoting from where? I told my wife, she said, aren't you going? I ain't never going back. I'm not quoting nothing from no Socrates. Don't you know those people? That's why I tell, I won't get on that. I won't get on that today. I won't get on that today. Let's move on. Ooh, I like to say something. Boy, I tell you. I'm telling you, honey, I, 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 I'm not going to do that. You know why? The Spirit of God just told me, don't do that. But he that is spiritual judges all things. Watch this. Yet he himself is judged of no man. See, you don't have to go and defend yourself. You judge of no man. What anybody said anything about you, it won't work anyway. Somebody said that won't work. Why? Because you are God's righteousness. Now, how many know what scripture there is in the Old Covenant told Israel? Isaiah what? 50? 54, 17. Put, we gonna put, a, put it up. We go that next. Put in my note. Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon. So you got to know this word, man. When somebody tries to say some stuff against you or try to use, you'll be surprised all of the stuff I've seen come. People try to put on my door of my church in the front yard and all that stuff. That stuff don't work here. It don't work. It don't work. It don't work. No, no weapon. We, we come and just put it over there. We come and glory to God, man, I tell you, this, it won't work. You got to understand, all this voodoo, who do, you do, whatever, it don't work here. Why? 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 Why it don't work? Why it don't work? Timothy told us. Timothy told me why it didn't work. How many know what Timothy told you? Paul told you in Timothy why it don't work. God has not given you the... That's what you got to understand. That's on the outside. The spirit of fear is where? God has not given me the spirit of fear, but what? Power and what else? And what else? So that won't work. So you got to understand, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Why? Because that's on the outside of me. It can't do nothing until it get in my heart. Do you understand? None of this stuff can work until they get in your heart. Fear can't work until you let it in your heart. Your soul is a gatekeeper to your eternity. 
Your soul has to let it in. Faith can't operate in your heart until you believe God. Why? Because your soul is the one that allows stuff. Your soul is the gatekeeper. To allow it in, that's something you need to just cast out. See, if it's not good and acceptable and perfect will of God, don't let it in your heart. Only what's in your heart can do anything towards your tomorrows. It had to be in your heart. That's why David said to God, when David messed up, you know, he said, Lord, created me a clean heart. He knew if, if, if that had got in his heart. So you have to understand lust can get in the heart. Desires can get in the heart, but you're going to have to tell the Lord, Lord, give me the word. Keep me on the word. Wash that stuff out of my heart. What we do is we ask God to wash out of our heart, but we still want to listen to the rap and all the other stuff. You got to put the word on. The word is the word. It's the washing of the water by the word. You take the word and wash that stuff out. If you got up and washing something you should not be washed before you go to bed, you'd be like, I hope I don't dream about this night. You probably will, but take the word and wash that stuff out of your heart so you don't dream about it no more. You can't let people watch no stupid stuff and think it don't affect you. That's why you got to keep the word on. That's why you always hear me say, put the word on. Man, my wife would tell you, that's, I even watch TV with no volume. My wife, why are you watching TV all day? I don't watch TV with no volume. Ain't nothing they saying I want in here. Mm -mm. I got deceived by listening to preachers that I should have had to down, I should have had it all the way down to zero. And I would have never heard nothing they said. I'm telling you, guard your heart. Old Testament told you to guard your heart. New Testament told you. I told you how the Lord keeps us. Go back and look at them teaching. He keeps you with the peace of God. The Bible said, and the peace of God which passes all understanding, do what? It, it guards your, Holy Ghost guards your heart. He set a watch over your heart. Holy Ghost, does. anything try to get in here, not the Holy Ghost? Mm -mm. I can't remember that no more. And you know why, don't you? Because it was evil. Holy Ghost cleansed that out. That's what the blood's for. So every day you ought to give him praise because he watches your heart. He keep a watch over your heart day and night. That's why in the old covenant said, except the Lord build a house. They labor in vain that builds it. But he not only build the house, He's the watchman that's in the house. So no evil can come near your dwelling. I'm trying to steal my message here. I get I just, I, something going on here. God will let nothing come near your dwelling. You can sleep. That's why he said you can go to sleep because he never sleep. He never slumber, never sleep so you can get sleep. How do you know that? Because of the peace of God. Put one scripture down, Colossians 3.15. I just heard, keep hearing that in my spirit about the peace of God. All right, let's, let's finish this because I got to go. I got to get out of here, Lord Jesus. All right, we in Revelation chapter 12, 1 through 6. We, we got there yet? 1 Timothy chapter 2. Did I do anything? Where am I? I said I'm going to come down to that, so you give me my next scripture. Where, where am I? Isaiah 53. Huh? Isaiah 53 and 10. Okay. Okay, you got, I got my, I got my, my portion over here. Isaiah 53. Okay. Sandra's my note keeper, and I'm talking about for real. I think she know how much money I got more than me. Don't leave alone. I don't bother that girl. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 53, you ready? Verse number 10. Here we go. Isaiah 53, 10. Watch what it says. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When thou shalt make his what? His soul. What? What? Who is his soul? The woman. He took that woman to the cross. For what she did in Genesis. That's why the woman had to be in him. Because he didn't go to cross for us. He went to cross so he could pay for the sins of that woman. But he made her pay for everything she did. 
That's why you have to understand it because of his death and his burial and his resurrection. I am what I am by the grace of God. So you got to understand something. One soul got us in it. One soul got us out of it. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He had put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul. His soul was an offering for sin. His woman. Because the woman, the woman who sinned, that's Ezekiel 18. You'll get that verse 4, I think it is. He shall see the travail of his soul. He shall see his seed. Watch this. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pledge of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul. That woman sinned in the garden and she died in the garden. That woman disobeyed God in the garden and she had to be crucified in the garden. So don't let nobody else tell you, oh God, anything. You went to the cross with him. His death is your death. His burial is your burial. His resurrection is your resurrection. You ought to be, give, you ought to be giving him praise. That's why there's no condemnation. You got to see the soul, the soul sin in the garden. And the soul had to die in the garden. Jesus took his soul to the garden. That's why he died to death. All right. He shall see the travail of his soul. He shall be satisfied his knowledge, by his knowledge. That's what I'm giving you right now. Shall his, shall his righteous servant justify many, make righteous many, for he shall bear the iniquity. And that's what he did and made us righteous. Somebody say Amen. All right, now where are we at, Sandra? Ezekiel chapter 18. 18. That verse 4, I thought it was. Ezekiel chapter 18. So that means there are two verses there. Who have the soul that sinneth shall die. Ezekiel chapter number 18. See, when you study the word of God more than I do, I, can, I know because I study it. Now, I didn't do that in school. I lied. And I lied. And I got my lesson from the smartest, smartest person in the class. I would definitely be sitting by you. Some of y'all never got it. It's, huh? When I was in school, when I know the smart, they would wonder, why are you with that guy all the time? Because he make A's. <laughs> it don't need me lying. <laughs> huh? He make A's and I sit right behind him. He sits right there. Show sure did. I'm not lying. That's how, I, that's how I passed my college test. I had some young, I had some girls in college, and they were so smart, man, and they sit right behind me when I took my test. Our test was oral. That woman coming and says, we have an oral test today. That's how you're going to get out of college. I sit in, two, in front of my two girls right here. I got one. Earl, what's so-and-so? I went. Yes, sir, brother. Give me a little minute. You don't just set something real quick. You got because you got you got to rub your head because you got to hear that side. <laughs> oh, y'all know what I'm talking about. I guarantee I got them answers. <laughs> she said, "Oh, that's good, Earl. It's good. Okay, thank you." <laughs> Boy, I tell you, I had to buy a lot of dinners, brother. I was the president of the student council. See, I, I had the rec hall. I had the keys, to everything. So I let them play anything they want to play on the jukebox, get anything behind the counter, just make sure I take, you take care of me when I'm coming to that class. <laughs> but this right, this right here, the Holy Ghost got this. I don't, I don't have to do that no more. Thank God, the Holy Ghost. Ezekiel chapter 18, let me go to work. Behold, all souls are mine. So you have to know what God did in Genesis. All souls are mine. The soul of the Father, also the soul of the Son is mine. The soul that sinned, it shall die. So we know that's what Eve did. She sinned in the garden. All right, that's why the Bible said the wages of sin is death. Now, the next place in that same verse says, verse 20. You, I'm not going to go to that. Verse 20 said, the soul that sinned, it shall die. So everybody got to die if you're not in Christ. But you don't have to no more because Christ died for you. 
So what you need to do is, is, is what do I need to do then? I told you 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1 through 4, just believe in Christ. Death, burial, and resurrection. So I'm talking to your soul. I'm telling you how soul how to be saved. Your soul got to believe in Christ's death, his burial, his resurrection. Why? Because his resurrection is how you got righteous. Let me give you one here. 1 Timothy 3.16. See, he was justified. And the reason he was justified, it was justified for us. He had to die our death and then be justified for us because we couldn't do it. So he had to be raised from the dead again to be justified for us. My God, do I love him or what? Yeah. Yes, sir. Now, where I tell you to go? Huh? First Timothy, okay. See, I get to run in my mouth here, and I've got so much going on in my head here. In my spirit, I'm sorry. First Timothy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. First Timothy 3.16. See, I, just, I, hear, I hear stuff. That's why I always never run out of words. Spirit never stop talking. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Without controversy, great is the mystery of God in it. He's going to tell you what the mystery of God is here. Number one, God was manifested in the flesh. We know that. That's John 1, 14 and 17. He was justified in the spirit. For years, I always knew that, but I couldn't prove it. And God said to me, Jesus had to be born of the spirit. But not for himself, his soul. That's why I read to you Isaiah chapter 53. His soul had to die on the cross so he could be resurrected from the dead. And that's why Romans 4.25, he was raised for our justification. See, his soul paid the price for our soul. His death was our death. His life, was, his life now is your life. See, we want his life, but we don't want his death. His death was our death. His burial was our burial. He didn't have a grave. He borrowed one. Guess who he borrowed it from? You. It was our grave. And then he rose from the dead. See, he borrowed it for three days. He didn't need it. He was justified in the spirit. He was seen of angels. He was preached on unto the Gentile. That's who he was preached to. He wasn't preached to Israel. They rejected it. Christ was preached to us, Gentiles. We used to be anyway. Then he was believed on in the world. They believe, his, they believe he's the son of God. That's what it means. But then he went back to glory. Well, where did he go? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28, 22. I may have something else. I'm not going to be able to go all that today. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. Where did he go? Where is Jesus right now? Well, I know what Christ said. I said, I know what Christ said. But we ought to also know what Jesus is. See, Jesus is a real person. Jesus was born, raised again from the dead. When, you, when they saw him raised from the dead, he ate with them. Ain't that right? He ate with them. He had fish and honeycomb, remember? And he sat on the bank and ate with them. Well, where did he go? Acts chapter 1 verse 9 said he went back to heaven. They saw him go. They stood there, they stood there so long looking up there, fell all the way back like anything. And the angel had to say, hey, 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 what are you still doing here, man? Why are you still gazing up into heaven? That same Jesus. Watch this. Whom you saw. You didn't, we didn't see him, so how could he be talking to us when he's coming back? He told them the same Jesus that they, that they witnessed that day will be coming back in like manner. That's Acts 1-9. Read it sometime. But we're in Hebrew chapter 12 because I want to know what Jesus is. If I'm going to be with the Lord, we say, we're going to be with the Lord. What, ask for where is the Lord? I don't know where yet, but where are we at? I, that's what they gave me all them years. Over there, they had a song in our church. This is how it went. Over there, over there, somewhere, somewhere. There must be a heaven somewhere. We don't sing that kind of stuff here. Who want to go with you? Who want to go with you somewhere over there? But I know where he is. I got the word. How many know God cannot? He and his word the same. Watch this. Hebrews chapter 12, and we're looking at verse number 22. Let me know you read it back there. You're on the screen. You got there. You already before me. But you are come to Mount Zion. Can y'all stand up on your feet? Because I don't want y'all to write nothing now. You're going to look at this later. You are 
If you are in Christ, where are you? You are come to Mount Zion. Now that is not what folks says at every funeral. They sing that song. What do they say? Up yonder, and we, we are going to. We are going to Mount Zion or city on a hill. No, 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 no. You in Christ, you already there. You sit together with him in heavenly places. You're not going nowhere. We don't even go to church no more. We are the church. Come on, come on, say it with the word say. You are come to Mount Zion. You are come to the city of the living God. You are come to the heavenly Jerusalem. You are come to innumerable angels. You are come to the general assembly. You are come to the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven. You are come to God. The judge of all the earth. You are come to the spirits of just men made perfect. You are come to Jesus. You are come to Jesus. He's the mediator of the New Testament. You are come to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better thing than a neighbor. See, you already come. You're not going nowhere. You ain't coming nowhere. You already here. Now, thank the Lord that you are come. Now, if you are here today and you have never accepted the Lord in your heart, then that's what you ought to do now. Listen, you don't have to even get out your seat. You can raise your hand right now and say, Father, I receive your Holy Spirit. I believe your word. Come just tell him, say, Father, I believe your word. And I receive your Holy Spirit. Come on, everybody say, Father, I believe your word. You died for my sins. You was buried in my grave. And you was raised again to make me right with God. So I thank you for the Holy Ghost. Come on, thank him. Thank him for the Holy Ghost. In this church, we don't have people to join. How can you join he said, you are come. You don't join church, you become. You are the church. You are the body of Christ. You are the very house God lives in. Nobody got to wash you off with water in here to get, get man's approval. The Holy Ghost wash you with his blood. The Holy Ghost, God Almighty. Listen. You are sanctified by the Holy Ghost. Why you think he come inside of you? He sanctify you every day of your life. See, some of y'all don't know what you got. Isaiah 54, 17, put it on the screen, we're closing. Mm. See, this is, what, this is what gets me. I walk in here at 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning. Ralph Gaines saying, wait, he be all up in the roof, 4 o'clock in the morning. Wonder why he ain't worried about nobody being in church. You be around that man. He talk about God all day. All day. I bring him breakfast in the morning time. I'm with him now. Man, I'm over. Don't talk to me right now, man. I'm talking to the Lord right now. Me and Jesus, we, we talking. Four o'clock in the morning. See, I like that. Watch this. I, we waiting on Isaiah 54. Here we go. Isaiah 54, 17. I want you to say this. No weapon... Formed against me, against shall, me. Prosper. shall prosper. Said nothing, nothing. that the enemy forms against me against shall, prosper. shall prosper. Every tongue. Every tongue. Now I'm going to this in this teaching. I'm going to show you some things in this teaching about the tongue and its power to bless. Mmm. When I get through showing you something, you're going to be careful how you use your mouth. Because fresh water and bitter water can't come out the same fountain. So you're going to have to make up your mind who you're going to speak for. Hallelujah. If you want God to bless your tongue to be able to bless folk, then you're going to have to make up your mind. Are you going to use it for both or what? Because over the years, you have that other tree of good and evil.
Because I'm going to show you this word in, 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 in uh, Proverbs 15. I'm just going to give you this. I'm going to give you this. You see, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. See, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. And that's what you got to understand. The tree is the tree. It's the tree. The wholesome tongue is the tree. That's why God puts your life in your soul and is distributed with your tongue. That's why Paul found out in Romans chapter 8, told you what life was. Some of y'all don't forget. I'm just standing up. That's why I sit down sometimes. Anybody know what life is? But Paul told you, Paul told you another way in Romans chapter 8, verse 5. Uh, spiritual mind, that's what I want to hear. God put life in your mind and you use it out of your tongue. That's why you got to make up your mind what you're going to use your tongue for. I used to use mine, smoke joint. Don't do that no more. Because you can't use your tongue to do all too much stuff. God wants your mouth to be used for him to speak a word in season to somebody who needs the deliverance. First Corinthians chapter 15. My God, let me let me let me get a, let me get let me get what I'm supposed to be. First Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number one. To be saved means you need to believe in Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. First Corinthians chapter 15. Moreover, brothers, I declare to you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and where you stand, by which also you are saved. If you keep in memory what I preached to you, why he said it? Because the enemy wants to take what you believe. And if you can't keep in memory what I preached to you, you'll believe in vain. Otherwise, you don't know what you believe. For I deliver to you first of all that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, and that he was buried, and that God raised him again thirdly according to the scripture. His death being resurrection is what you have to believe for your salvation. What he did to save you is what you got to believe. Say, I am saved because Christ died for my sins, and he was buried in my grave, and I am risen with Christ. Say, I'm risen with Christ. There's no grave for me. Now clap your hands. My time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open, open to you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.